Hello, everybody. This is Rick Napier, the founder of Real People USA. And it's、uh, Wednesday night, September 1st. And、uh, I want to tell people about Real People USA. If this is the first time they've heard the Real People USA podcast, Real People USA performs three functions. Number one, we work with small business owners to give them some advice and、uh, through consultations about、uh, how to run their businesses. And we use our other company primarily for that. The second function of Real People USA is to help Republican candidates run their campaigns more efficiently. Using the Real People USA 5 point system. And our motto in terms of helping Republican candidates, we want to help Republican candidates win and not lose. And the third function of Real People USA, we do talk about real people situations that happen to real Americans. And we do that pretty well, I think. And we also have guests. Who come on the Real People USA podcast to talk about things that are important to them that definitely impact real Americans in the US? So, today's podcast episode is titled History is in the Making in South Florida Three Black Republicans Running in Three of the Five Districts. Now, maybe God chose this time to put these three people together to run in such a A time as this. There are three black Republican congressional candidates running in districts 20, 23, and 24, where history will have already been made just by these individuals running for South Florida political office at the same time. So that's really the history part. There are five House of Representatives congressional districts from Palm Beach to Miami Dade counties. And those districts are 20, 21, 23, 24, and 27. And there are some other districts in the area, but I'm mainly talking about from Palm Beach down to Miami Dade County,、uh, a little south of downtown Miami. Now, three is a powerful number. It, let's talk about the power of three in mathematics. The number three is the only number equal to the sum of the previous numbers. So two plus one equals three. The number three is also the only number whose sum with those below is equal to the product of itself and those below. So, in other words, three plus two plus one equals three times two times one, which is both six. Three is like a number that encompasses everything in this world. Fundamental elements are broken down into three. Life has three parts birth, life, and death. A story has three parts a beginning, a middle, and end. And something as basic as a line has three parts the beginning, the middle, and the end. So let's look at the triangle, the most basic polygon, which is shapes made of lines, is the triangle. And all of the other polygons are made of triangles. So the triangle is like the source of all polygons. The triangle is said to be the most stable shape out there. It's also the only polygon 
that can have all of its points at equal distance to one another. In other words, three points can be arranged graphically so that they are all an equal distance to one another. And that can't happen with any other number. Let's talk about dimensions. Until relatively recently, we know the world is having three dimensions, width, height, and depth. So I had to get that numbers part out of the way, but our society loves to proclaim when an ethnicity group does something for the first time. I know you've heard it many times. Events such as the first Hispanic son or daughter to go to college in the family. How about this? Number two, the first black to go to Harvard and study aeronautical engineering, even though thousands of blacks have aeronautical engineering degrees from other colleges. Number three, the first Icelandic person to sing Michael Jackson's song, Beat It. But that's what that's not what makes this person unique from Iceland. They did it in Reykjavik, Iceland. Okay, so now that's even more special. And fourth, how about the first person from Guam, the island that's a U.S. territory, who's from a family of 17 kids to buy a home in Malibu, California. So some readers and podcast listeners may say, Rick, are you trying to position three black Republicans running for Congress in South Florida at the same time as one of those first to happen events? And my answer is absolutely not. The true impact of three black South Florida Republicans running for office at the same time goes much deeper than color lines or political affiliation. The historical nature of three black Republicans running in South Florida may shift the political winds in the U.S. For Laverne Spicer, La Teresa Jones, and Reuben Young, their potential impacts will come if and only if the residents in districts 20, 23, and 24 want to maintain the status quo since 2020 or return to economic stability and growth seen under President Donald J. Trump. By the way, all three black Republican South Florida candidates, that's Laverne Spicer, La Teresa Jones, and Reuben Young are hardcore Trump supporters. Now here is where it gets interesting for black Democrat voters and white Republican voters. See, I told you the show was an equal opportunity podcast. So first, let's talk about black Democrat voters. Anecdotal evidence suggests that black Democrat voters are in a state of shock regarding how Democrat politicians at the national, state, and local levels are, are, are now treating black people. They're in shock. In 2020, black voters were praised and used as pawns locally by Democrat politicians when cities were set on fire. I mean, you should have seen CNN. They were talking about the black people are practicing democracy by burning up cities, by burning up uh, parts of uh, Milwaukee, burning parts of St. Louis, mostly these urban areas, these black urban areas. So these mainstream media outlets were saying that blacks 
were practicing democracy. And often they would say, oh, don't worry about that building, that black business or that business that was burned down. They have insurance. So they'll get their businesses rebuilt. Little did these people know, these, these media outlets, or in some cases, I think they did know, those uh, business owners did not get dollar for dollar uh, reimbursement or insurance coverage for the businesses that they lost. They may have received 30% of, the, of their total value of the business. So, but the media outlets like, they, they really like to say, oh, they're practicing democracy by tearing down uh, or burning buildings or by rioting in cities like Buffalo and, and Rochester, New York. Democrat politicians egged on black people to protest against longstanding historical monuments throughout America. And as we speak, black musicians, actors, and some athletes at the urging of Democrat politicians are pushing black people to take the mRNA injections. And folks, we're not talking about a vaccine because what's going into people's arms is not a vaccine. Democrats have made it worse, if that were even possible, for black children to be educated in the classroom. K through 12 black students lost one full year in school and some because of the lockdowns. And most black children in urban areas like Miami, Baltimore, Atlanta, Cleveland, Oakland, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Milwaukee already had low academic achievement scores. To make matters even worse, for one full year and a few months, black kids were forced to engage school via Zoom. You know, that video software. And I can even tell you, even at the college level, sometimes I tutor people in math, um, especially in statistics. I had so many students calling me for help to learn statistics because st statistics is not a class that you can learn via Zoom. And those teachers, I think they tried their best, but you can't learn some of these tough subjects via Zoom. Now talk about political betrayal. To black musicians and performing artists, big surprise, they lost hundreds of millions, maybe even billions of dollars in concert revenues. Losing all that money is not Donald Trump's fault. Democrat governors and mayors shut down these cities and venues. Black Democrat voters are now in a quandary. They're in a, a major state of uncertainty. In the military, the acronym we use is SNAFU, and that stands for Situation Normal All Fucked Up. Should black Democrats continue to vote for Democrats who are certain to bring more pain, misery, and destruction in black people's lives? What is the likelihood that Democrats will now all of a sudden embrace capitalism, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness when, as it appears, Democrats love communism more than capitalism? Democrats appear to be all in when it comes to grabbing Chinese, North Korean, and Cuban-like power. Democrats wanted this power all along, and they decided to execute the power move in 2020 because President Donald J. Trump was becoming too likable to the American voter, and especially likable to even more black people. 
now that I'm thinking about it, when was the last time you heard Democrat politicians mention the word capitalism in a positive way? It's been a long time for me, and I'm 60. I can't remember any time where Democrats used the word capitalism in a positive way. Black voters in South Florida have an important decision to make. Either vote for Spicer, Jones, and Young to get their lives back in one of the most beautiful areas in the world, South Florida beaches, Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Dania Beach, Miami Beach, or Blacks may continue to sip the Guyana Jim Jones juice to further see declines in their lifestyles and loss of the little remaining freedoms Blacks have. So let's talk about white Republican voters. Motivating white Republican voters is not as difficult as motivating Black Democrat voters to support Spicer, Jones, and Young. However, there is some soul-searching that must happen with the white Republican voter. Now, I'm using the adjective white with Republican voters to signify that there are other ethnic groups who also vote Republican, albeit their numbers are, are not as large as the white Republican voter. You have Indians who vote Republican. You have Filipinos and Latinos who do have a good percentage of their populations who vote Republican. White Republican can also mean Eastern Europeans and Jews. Russian voters, because I, I live in a city with about 200,000 Russians, and based on what I hear from, from the Russian people, they overwhelmingly vote Republican because of their Christian faith. Anecdotally, just like I did with the black Democrat voter, I believe white Republican voters would gladly donate and vote for Spicer, Jones, and Young. White Republicans have the most to lose in terms of tradition, culture, and wealth. Many white Republicans are small business owners. They are CPAs, restaurant owners, dentists, attorneys, financial advisors, plastic surgeons, real estate agents, real estate investors, independent musicians, independent actors, hairstylists, plumbers, tattoo artists, auto mechanic and auto body shop owners, etc. Small business owners have the most to lose if Democrats are allowed to continue their communist-like ways. White Republicans have been on the defensive since the Obama administration. It's the Democrat politicians who assaulted white people's character by accusing them of having white privilege. And they did that to make them feel guilty of their success. Democrats infuriated Southern blacks by tearing down the Jefferson Davis and the Robert E. Lee monuments. Most black people did not even care about these monuments one way or, or the other. It's white Republican voters who had their sports weekends uprooted by woke professional athletes, beginning with Colin Kaepernick, who took a knee during the U.S. National Anthem at NFL Games based on the hands up, don't shoot lie created during the Mike Brown shooting in Ferguson, Missouri. A St. Louis grand jury, you know, people from Ferguson and the Obama Department of Justice found the, the police officer not guilty. By the way, 
I saw Kaepernick play his last college game at the University Nevada Reno against my son's college team, Boise State University. Kaepernick went to a predominantly white college at UNR in Reno, Nevada, and spent most of his youth living in predominantly white and Assyrian Turlock, California. So I wonder, after Colin Kaepernick spending most of his life with white people, when was he awoken? And embracing wokeness definitely did not happen in less than 1% black populated San Francisco. Last week, I was listening to a speech or a call to action by a West Coast congressional candidate, and she was pleading with a mostly white voting base to support her. Now, they do support her. It just, it wasn't enough people out there. She seemed a little frustrated about the turnout and her campaign efforts. And I believe white Republican voters are in shock too about the election fraud in November 2020. I believe for the first time ever that white Republican voters are mostly excited about the 10 to 15% of black voters now embracing the Republican platform. Just look at communities like Santa Monica, Beverly Hills in California, previously Democrat strongholds. In the November 2020 election, 55% of Beverly Hills residents voted for Donald Trump. How fast views and ideologies changed when Los Angeles area voters pulled back the curtain to see the Democrat politician plot. If white Republican voters had to make a decision to either stay home and not vote for black Republican congressional candidates and lose everything they have to Democrat communist policies or vote for black Republican candidates, keep their stuff and make America great again, I believe white Republican voters will vote for black Republican candidates. Blacks who are now voting Republican have had an awakening, especially if they are 50 years old and over. The Lyndon B. Johnson Great Society experiment to help black people did not work. Black people in urban areas are in worse economic condition than before Johnson's Great Society. Just look at the black flight from the Los Angeles city limits to Southern California desert communities of Lancaster, Moreno Valley, and Hesperia. The same black flight has happened in the San Francisco Bay Area, the most capitalist region in the world with Facebook, Twitter, and Google. Blacks are fleeing the San Francisco Bay Area for Sacramento, Stockton, and Modesto. Many people are leaving California to return to states like Florida and Texas because economic parity is better there than in California. And parity is defined as equality. Why are blacks leaving California, which is supposedly liberal and progressive utopias, and returning to supposedly racist states like Texas, Alabama, North Carolina, and Florida? The reasons why blacks are not keeping up financially is because the younger generations have fallen behind in education achievement and lack a sense of purpose. In order to maintain economic parity in the 21st century, 
people need to have skills in technology, science, and business sectors. Larry Elder, gubernatorial candidate in the Gavin Newsom recall, says it best. Hard work always pays off. You get out of life what you put in it. Johnson's Great Society welfare plan stripped black people, especially black men, of their dignity. I created this saying about one week ago, and I want you to check it out. The saying is, it's tough for people to make changes to their lives until things in their lives begin to change. What about white people fleeing cities with progressive policies? The numbers of people leaving New York City for southern states like Florida and Georgia are astronomical. The bottom line is progressive communist policies do not work. These Marxist policies were purposely implemented to convert the United States of America into a China or Cuba where people give up their rights, assets, and freedoms. Older black people are starting to see how 40 to 50 years were wasted on believing Democrat politicians. Younger black people are starting to see their older parents struggle after believing in the great society myth. A South Florida candidate told me, and she just told me this in regular conversation, she said she is running for office to reverse the trend. Black America is going backwards under Democrats. The only unknown variable regarding these black Republican congressional candidates is their ability to win. This now known, previously unknown variable is Democrat election fraud, or simply said cheating. The good news is Real People USA has a plan to help these black Republican congressional candidates defend their campaigns against cheating. And if you want to donate or subscribe to the newsletters of these three South Florida black Republican candidates, please visit my website at rpusa.org and click the link GOP candidates. Thanks for reading the article that's attached to this podcast episode. And thanks for listening to the podcast episode. My name is Rick Napier, the founder at Real People USA. Make it a great day.